Good evening. It's uh, April 11th, 2019. We are at the Long Run at 2452 Sutherland Avenue with the Dead Hen the Engineer. I am Patrick. I'm Ethan. And we are here at the Bliss Corner at Trooper's Library, where we are every Thursday. Uh, the sun is beaming in my eyeballs <laughs> right now. I'm not even sure I could see. Thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Um, but we are episode 9. Uh, I think that's what we're calling it. I, I say this every weekend, but... I think 9 is right. right. Yeah, 9 seems that's about three right. three trilogies now. It's... Okay. <laughs> um... So we got a lot ahead of us today. Uh, we're going to try to keep it condensed and try to move quickly. Um, I think the I think the long run needs to invest in those like blinds that go down, you know. So we had some blinds and um, they were so they were so dirty we had to throw them out when we bought the place. So we have not gotten new ones yet. Okay, well, um, maybe when this podcast, this live show, whatever we call it, makes enough money, then. You know, uh, then we'll invest in those bland, blinds. Excuse me. Um, but it was we didn't let it go. Um, uh, we actually so bo- the Boston Marathon's coming up on Monday, and obviously we'll get. We'll, I'm I'm moving forward a little bit, but we just on the television here had the duel in the sun, uh, the last two minutes or whatever between Alberto Salazar and Dick Beardsley, and we'll get to that further down the line, but. Uh, interesting finish there someone asked like how did Alberto Salazar do I guess you have to read the book to find out or, or watch the video that's <laughs> like uh, the, the book reports on reading rainbow yeah I, yeah, I that's tell right. you I tell that's you but right. you have to read the book to find out what happened um, episode 9 you know I chose this dead in Grateful Dead history uh, April 11th 1987 at the pavilion at the UIC Pavilion in Chicago, Illinois, uh, which it's very appropriate, and we'll get to it in just one second, Wharf Rat. Uh, and the reason why I chose Wharf Rat was because we have uh, Patrick Teasdale here uh, as a guest for a couple of moments, who uh, owns uh, Third Creek Coffee down, right down the road. Um, and they, they do this, of course, in in great the way that the Grateful Dead work and Jerry Garcia and Robert Hunter you know I have to I have to quote the the way the song goes old man down way down down by the docks of the city blind and dirty asked me for a dime a dime for a cup of coffee I got no time but I got time to hear your story so I don't know that Patrick wants to give away free coffee (laughs) um but that version on April 11th, 1987, the first time they played it was uh, sometime around February 1971, so we're looking at way ahead, uh, you know, a couple of years ahead of time, but um, it was one of the most played, the 11th, actually, it was, uh, they played it sometime, 400 and something times, I think, more fret. Uh, and I'm probably wrong, and someone probably will probably correct me. But they're just outside of the top ten um, times that they played Warfred. On that night, when they debuted it, they debuted playing in the band, actually, as well. Uh, which was is the most played Grateful Dead song ever. I'm not counting all the little bands that played after that. Uh, but Warfred was an... It, I listened to it... A, 
multiple times this week. Uh, it was an excellent version. The rest of the show, maybe not so much. I think, you know, stopping off there in Illinois might have been a pass-through wherever they're going next, maybe Denver somewhere else but i think wharf rat is very appropriate since we have a coffee man here um himself um sponsored by uh, tonight's pizza and beverages are sponsored by third creek coffee they're located at 2920 Settle on avenue right down the street from the long run uh you can find them at third creek coffee on instagram and facebook i would imagine uh patrick teasdale uh, I guess the way we start this thing out, you, this is your first time here. What's on tap? What are uh, you drinking, Patrick? I am drinking Yingling traditional lager. An oldie, uh, oldie but a goodie. Oldie but a goodie. Not a light lager or a funky seasonal lager, but a traditional lager. Hey, traditional is the way to go. Ethan, what are you drinking, man? I am actually drinking the Montauk Summer Ale. Oh, no kidding. Brought to me last weekend by Mama and Papa Gilday. <laughs> Uh, after we after we gave uh, Mama Gilday a little bit of a hard time on podcast a couple weeks ago, they came by and brought us some beer. So they it's, drove it's, all the way down here just to give you that beer. <laughs> it is very good yes. beer. I think she got a pair of Gooders. Uh, she was pretty cheap. I think she only bought Gooders. She got the uh, the Ginger Soul Gooders. She did. Okay. Well, I think she's very excited about those Gooders that you sold her. I am drinking um, Sierra Nevada, which it's a uh, obviously it's always. Um, different than what I normally drink. Sierra Vesa. It's an easy drinking lager and it's pretty good. And so hopefully this week we'll, we'll, we'll remember everybody's name in the podcast. <laughs> That'd be a step in the right direction here for um, us. So, uh, Luckily again, my name is the same as your name. I know, it's very easy. I'm not speaking about myself now that, you ha- that we have you on here, Patrick. But we do have Patrick here. He's again the the owner, manager, mm-hmm. uh, the all in, the all encompassing uh, coffee connoisseur at Third Creek Coffee again over there at twenty nine twenty Sutherland Avenue. This is the promo ad. I read it verbatim. Almost on a whim, Patrick decided that he wanted to open a coffee shop, so he jumped right in. He has cultivated a vibe <laughs> where you want to hang out and catch up with friends or plan an adventure. They have killer drinks and humbly. Awesome baked in-house goods. Patrick, not I, Teasdale, wanted to pivot this, the shop back to its outdoor roots and its location, practically sharing a building with River Sports and with the Greenway in close proximity. The name Third Creek Coffee seemed appropriate and it stuck. Patrick would like the Third Creek Coffee Shop to be a place where like-minded folks who are outdoorsy and active-minded Stop in for a tasty beverage, a breakfast burrito made with a smiling face, and offer a friendly chat. Wow. I think that was well stated. (laughs) Um, So it's good to have Patrick here. Nice to have you here, Patrick. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Tell us a little bit about what's going on at Third Creek Coffee. Um... Well, we're we're busy. <laughs> busy uh, is good. People like coffee. Yep, school is in session, which is great. We're right down the road from UT, um, but then also, um, even when I'm like coming in at six o'clock, I see these weird runner folk and whatnot. So that's always nice. Um, the the weather has been beautiful, so a lot of um, active people have been out, um, runners or bikers and whatnot, and so it's been a lot of fun just to kind of catch up with everybody. Um, 
Yeah, and then we just kind of we deep debuted our seasonal syrup lavender, which is very popular with everybody. So ice lavender lattes are are in now. That sounds interesting. Uh, yes, uh, it's a good um, change up. Um, does my taste, favorite. Does it tastes like soap. No, nah, well, I mean, we can adjust the soapness. Okay, okay good. You Excellent. know, less soapness. Okay. Cool. Uh, but my favorite is a cappuccino or a good drip coffee. Um, but iced coffee is pretty dope as well. There's, so, there's, there's a lot of people who run uh, yeah. down here in Sutherland in the mornings. Do you get a lot of runners coming after their runs? Not so much. I think it is that thing of like, hey, are you guys open or are you not type of thing? So we're definitely open, 7 o'clock. So you can come for seven the, o'clock. the post uh, run coffee. Well, yeah, we ran by. Ethan and I are, uh, and a couple of other are. You know, in our group, I guess we ran by this morning like six forty, six thirty-five, and mm-hmm. uh, there wasn't an open sign. So you know, right? We need there needs to be a large flashing, need, flashing. You know, um, people need to know you're open. Yeah, coffee's brewing. I breakfast. mean, six six forty-five. If I'm on bar and you knock on the door, yeah, you get coffee too. Well, and breakfast burritos, apparently. Breakfast burritos. Tasty news, bre- breakfast burritos. Yep. Yes. Great. Uh, heady breakfast burritos. Mm-hmm. The way they refer to them in the Grateful Dead. Uh, vernacular uh, Patrick born and raised uh, well born in Minneapolis yep uh, raised in Chattanooga mm-hmm. we have a Chattanooga folk here in town uh, we'll get to that in a minute but you grew up on a bicycle that must have been difficult for your mom <laughs> yes it was very difficult <laughs> child rearing uh, quite difficult but you have an interesting story about your parents and how they met yep uh, so they actually met on a bike ride um, Were you on the bike ride? I was not on the bike ride. Okay, that would have been before. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, it's before. Did you come out on a bike? I, I don't know. You're not sure? Yeah. Uh, we yeah. need your mom and dad on. Right, need my mom and dad. I'll, I'll give them out. a call. Um, yeah, so they met on a bike ride across the great state of Iowa, of all places. The Ragbray. The Ragbray, yeah. So uh, it's a big organized bike ride of uh, 25,000 people each year in the middle of summer. Um, where they'll ride across the state of Iowa and camp along the way and whatnot. So wow. they met there. My mom was a rider, and then my dad was um, on, like, he was working it and was trying to sell her a T-shirt, and that didn't that didn't work out. But got her number. Sounds very hippie. Yeah, very. Yeah. I had a bunch of coworkers that went to Ragbury this year. Yeah. And all they kept talking about was turkey legs. Turkey legs. Turkey legs are pretty awesome. Nothing. Nothing but turkey legs. There's, very large turkey legs to purchase on the side of the road to chow down on uh, after the you know sixty or hundred mile day. It's so you awesome. taken part in this bike ride yourself? Yep, I have um, six times. Six times! Wow, you're yeah. a veteran. Veteran. Yep, it's a lot of fun. Um, but then also, my dad also complains where he's like, "Wait, I take off time from work. This is my vacation where we have to bike five hundred miles and eat turkey legs and carnival food the whole day." Yeah. Sounds like a pretty good time. Yeah, it is a pretty good time. Yeah, it's pretty great. So unfortunately, you don't listen to The Grateful Dead. Unfortunately. At least you, you couldn't, when we had talked earlier, you, you couldn't name a song. But you, you've enjoyed listening to The Grateful mm-hmm. Dead. Yeah. But you have run a half marathon. Yeah. Tell us your experience about running a half marathon. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, it'd be great to run. And, and to set a goal for myself, I feel like that was um, something that was like, I felt kind of out of my reach and so kind of set the goal in the middle of winter and it's like okay well I gotta like plan and strategize for this and so um, ran the Knoxville Marathon a couple years ago and it was um, a lot of fun it was kind of very interesting to like 
as I was conditioning for it, I never ran like the full length for the half marathon as like, you know, conditioning for it. And so then like, you know, 11 miles in on the uh, half marathon, it was like going into that like 12th mile. I was like, this is uncharted, uncharted territory. I don't know if I can do this, but it was actually the nice. Awesome. The nice thing about the Knoxville half marathon is right at 11 miles. That's where you start climbing into the fort. <laughs> right, exactly. You really <laughs> climb up, you're like on you campus about, into the fort. You got about a two mile climb right. before the finish. But it was like, I just enjoyed it so much. Like there was just so much like race day energy and um, adrenaline. And that was just so awesome. So yeah, climbing up that, but then just like cresting around on, uh, in the fort and then seeing Neyland Stadium and getting finishing in there was just incredible. Like, so that was really good. Um, me going to being alumni of UT, so that was just really cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, obviously, get street cred with Ethan and I. You know, you run a half marathon, uh, so that's cool. Uh, I think you know the big thing. I obviously Ethan, you know, and Julia here being business owners at mm-hmm. the long run, and you being you know, the business over at Third, Third Creek Coffee, Open Streets is coming. Yep. And what it brings to mind to me is uh, 1027-1979, Dancing <laughs> in the Streets, which is an excellent cover that the Grateful Dead did. But we won't go there. Okay. Um, but I think the two of you can mm-hmm. probably speak about Open Streets and what it's going to bring to Sutherland. Yep. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah. I feel like you're laying on the, the Grateful Dead references a lot more of like a... A one hundred and one session for me. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a, yeah another time. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yep. But dancing in the streets, grab your girl, you yep. know, and have a good time on yep. Sullivan Avenue. Yeah, it's been great. So uh, open streets is happening Sullivan Avenue on May nineteenth, Sunday. Sunday. Um, I think it's the first time Sullivan has had it. Yep. Um, it was on Central, I think. Before it's been, it's been on Central. It's been South Knoxville. They had one in Bearden uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. Sutherland's where it's at. But yeah. Sutherland's where it's going to start. Basically, right, right, basically right where we are at mm-hmm. Young Williams. Seems appropriate. And it's going to go west for about yeah. a mile. Mm-hmm. So uh, May nineteenth. If you don't have anything else to do, come down, ride your bike, walk yeah. through, walk through, and check out the businesses and see what's going on. Yeah. Do you so guys the have anything so specials. So plan? the con- the concept of it is like just kind of closing down a busy like. Um, neighborhood street for people to kind of come out and just to enjoy kind of the neighborhood um, and so it's a lot of fun where yeah like kids can bring out their bikes anyone can bring out their bikes you can walk it you can run it um, but it is kind of um, to be there and to enjoy everything um, and yeah I I at least went and attended the central one when that first happened and it was pretty awesome so I'm excited that's at on southern this time yeah it'll be fun yeah it's gonna be good yeah, it should definitely be cool. Unfortunately, Ethan and Julie are not going to be here, though. What? We are running a 100-mile yeah. relay from Key Largo to Key West. All right. So I'm in uh, charge of the long run that day. Okay. So a lot I'm of great probably not. Yes. The store will yeah. be open, though. The store, the store is going to be open. The store will be open, yes. From what I've been told, I will not be in charge of a register or anything for <laughs> right, that matter. Right, right, right. Um, but I, it seems like it's going to be a good time. Uh, Patrick is... Uh, you're giving away coffee tonight. Yes, I am. Yeah, uh, it, it's not brewed, it, but right. it's, it's fresh. It's ready to give away. I right. don't know That's how a, we're going to give it away. We'll yeah, figure we'll it figure, it out. Out. Yeah. figure it out. Uh, I'll also be giving away coffee at Open Streets as well. So. There's a brewery actually right next door that's going to open up. It's called Albright Grove. Him and I are going to partner up. He'll be sampling some beer, giving away some beer. I'll be giving away some cold brew coffee, nice and refreshing. Um, and then also have some other stuff in the works too. Excellent. So starts at the long run um, and then come on down to uh, Third Creek and get some coffee. 
maybe a little Irish coffee in there would be, oh, would that'd be, be awesome. a nice mix. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. Yep. Uh, so lots of things going on. So yep. it's awesome to have you here, Patrick. Thanks. Uh, thank you for delivering the pizza Absolutely. and the beverages mm. on time, unlike Knox, Linda, Ernst, and Bobby. Just, you know, we're still going to give Bobby a hard time. About that, you know? so, Someday um, Bobby might live it down, but it yeah, won't be today. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's yet to show up to a show, and so, um, you know. Yeah, I feel like he can keep racking him. I don't know. You don't have to. Okay, you know, cool. You know, you know as much as you need to know. Uh, so, it's, you know, I think we're going to move on. We've gone over what, what's on tap, and uh, I guess our starting blocks... We do have a big show ahead of us, um, and so uh, it's kind of like we, we had a big announcement a couple of weeks ago with Gina, you yeah. know, with the, um, uh, you know, that she was going to run the Knoxville Marathon, and so our big guest tonight, Hardin Valley Academy, I can't say Hardin Valley High School, you know. It's Academy. I know, I understand <laughs> this. Uh, Mr. Public. One, Aaron Templeton. Welcome. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, it's good to have Aaron here. Uh, he's a Hardin Valley Academy guy. Uh, chose to pursue his academic and athletic career at Furman. Mm-hmm. Um, after you probably had a number of pursuits, yes, seek you out. Um, but this is like a reunion of sorts, yeah. Because I'm not sure if you even recognize Ethan. Oh, of course I recognize <laughs> Ethan too. I, still, I recognize well, his back a little bit. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that back <laughs> yeah. Well, he wears a lot of nice clothing now yeah. because now you know he right. owns the store. Absolutely. Uh, and he's cut, cut the hair a little bit too. He cut the hair yeah. a little bit. He's shaved his beard, mm-hmm. but shaved yeah. my back. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> his, yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but obviously, back. Many years ago. Yeah, I, I had I had to look it up. The first the first time I paced you was 2012. Yes, it's been a minute. It's been a long time since I've raced in Knoxville, since high school actually. I don't even remember I, I, what happened at that race. I wasn't was I even there for it? I don't know. I don't know. What did you run? I don't know. 854 for, for the second time around. Oh, so for for 3,000 yeah, meters for for 3,200. <laughs> Not quite two miles. Though. No, no, oh, still 18 no. meters short. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, yeah. What kind of job did Ethan do pacing? What did you come through the um, 1600? You know, I uh, I think he dropped out at 15. I, I would so, so I, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he only so, had pacing responsibilities yeah. for half of it. I might have told him to get out of the way. I might not have. I, I don't know. I seem I seem I seem to recall uh, someone biting on my heels and, and I felt like if I didn't get out of the way I was going to get run over so so I got out of the way let me do his thing well so it's good to, we're going to have uh, we're going to have Aaron sit in I guess for the remainder of the night uh, he is not eating pizza no or imbibing because he's here to race yeah. this weekend what's on tap for me is, is um, water good that's good <laughs> uh, but we'll get around to that I think first our starting block we're going to talk uh, rabbit Stash that trash Earth Day cleanup, which is uh, April eighteenth, right? Twenty second. Twenty second. Twenty second. It's a Monday. Sorry, it's a Monday. Earth Earth Day. Earth Day. Um, I thought it was the eighteenth. I apologize. It's all right. Uh, so uh, April twenty second, Earth Day. Uh, Rabbit, the uh, running apparel company, is sponsoring a uh, trash pickup competition, and there's only uh, six or seven uh, stores nationwide that are competing, and we're one of them. And we're, it's basically just a, a see who, which, which community can pick up the most trash on their runs that day. So between 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., we're organizing a bunch of runs. We're going to be out in Haw Ridge. We're going to be out in Island Home and Iams. And we're going to be out on Third Creek. 
and we're just going to be trying to set up a, a bunch of runs and see if we can, uh, uh, you know, make make some of these other places here about Knoxville. So it's it's a cool idea they got. They got prizes for the for the top communities, and um, stay tuned to our Facebook and our Instagram, and we'll keep we'll keep you updated about when the runs are happening and and how you can participate. Well, I think we like to win. You know, you've won how many races in town here? You've won almost all of them. Um, the the marathon. You know, you've beaten all these losers that sit here right now. Uh, <laughs> we've had Aaron Templeton won a couple of state titles. He's uh, cross country in the thirty two hundred. You know, he's won the five. You're a five time SoCon uh, yep. champion. Yes, sir. Um, I've not won anything, so I, I might participate <laughs> in this activity because I think, if anything else, that Knoxville could, you know, maybe step up our game and, you know, clean up this town a little bit. You're winning for the earth. Well, yes, and that seems like a win. Like it's a win-win all around. And so, uh, you know, so that's a, that seems like a good cause. I think, you know, hopefully we can get a bunch of other groups involved, and obviously we'll put that on. Our uh, Facebook and Instagram, deadhead.engineer865. Look us up and, I don't know, post something and let's get get a big group to clean up. I think it seems like um, it's only right to do it, right? Uh, And then, you know, before we get to Aaron and talk about what's going on with him, obviously Monday's the big day. Monday's the Boston Marathon. Boston Marathon. Patriots Day. Um... If you if you are not at work, uh, I know Patriots Day is not a national holiday. It should be. I'm starting that petition. I'm gonna leave um, my job and come here. But we and will watch we will race. be having a viewing party here at the at the long run. It starts at uh, well the women start at nine thirty. I think I don't know what time the coverage. Are starts. we gonna get into start and talk about the timing with everything that's going on on the men's side with that, or are we just gonna bypass? Uh, we can buy we can bypass okay, that. That's a little that's a little controversial. So so the. Uh, the elite men are going to start at ten o'clock. Everyone else starts at ten o two, and so if you if you have nothing to do on Monday, ten o'clock, come by the long run. We'll be having a viewing party and uh, maybe have some beverages too. That's if Patrick leaves enough. Not me, the other Patrick. <laughs> if he leaves enough uh, yinlings, then maybe uh, or Montauk beer. Maybe there'll be some Montauk beer. Uh, but obviously, Boston's going to be a big deal. Uh, there's about I don't know. 40 people, uh, 40 individuals, athletes that we have locally running. Um, I mean, Nealis is running. You got, heck, Jason Altman's running. Uh, who else we got? Matt Stigall is running. Um, there's been a couple Mike, of... Mike D? Mike DiGuramo? DiGuramo? Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot. Annie Batchelor, she's a former Catholic girl. Alicia, um, Alicia Tubert, I think she's the president of the Knoxville Track Club right now. Sounds about right. Betsy, Betsy Johnson is going to run. Betsy Johnson, who we're going to have her, her on the show in a few weeks. In a couple of weeks, that's right. Melinda Hawkins is going to run. So Jennifer Singh is going to run. So there's obviously a lot of people that are going to run. Um, we'll keep tabs on all of them. I think uh, tracking is available. Uh, tracking BAA, is available. BAA.org, I think. Something okay. like that. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Um, you know, it, I think it's cool, obviously, to have um, such a strong Knoxville contingency to, you know, to be on the starting line in Boston. Uh, you know, Nicole obviously will be up there, you know, doing her thing, and so um, it's fun. You know, it'll be fun to, whether you're here at the long run or you're at work, 
following it on the you know computer there's a lot of people to you know follow just you know it it's not it's not difficult search out Boston Marathon put in Knoxville people and you'll get you know upwards of you know 40 individuals that are uh, gonna you know gonna compete Monday weather doesn't look good uh, it looks like it might be almost as bad as last year it, it is what it is uh, we'll get I think we're gonna kind of brush over it quickly because I we talked about this all week does Desi repeat what are the, what's what's the American men's chances yeah, at Boston on Monday after after our experience with trying to pick the Knoxville Marathon winners <laughs> we didn't do good I don't I don't I'm not sure I'm comfortable trying to pick a winner out of <laughs> out of all these guys. Um, I don't think this is the year for the American men. I agree. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 pulling for my man Dathan. He's he's as old as me, so uh, uh, I'd like to see. That's because you were in that 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 group. When yeah. You graduated yeah. High yeah. It was yeah. me, Dathan, Ryan Hall, yeah. and uh, <laughs> Alan Webb. Pretty much, pretty much the big yeah. guys there in that class of 2001. None of those guys yeah. are doing a podcast right now, so I think you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 pulling for for Dathan. See if he can pull out another good marathon. You got Scott Fable, a uh, guy I know a little a little bit. Uh, haven't worked with that group out there in Flagstaff. Um, you know, before the Olympic trials, um, it's it's a small group of American men that uh you know are going to be in Boston this year, and so just the way, way the way the calendar works. Uh, with the trials coming up, um, it is what it is, you know, so uh, there's no other way to put it. Maybe the weather neutralizes some of it and, you know, our American men can, you know, capitalize on that and have a good day. Uh, obviously, you know, a lot of the spotlight goes to Desi, you know, can she repeat, can she repeat as a... You know, she'd be the first time, whatever, since Kathleen DeReba uh, repeated in 2005 or 2006, somewhere there. So, does she repeat, Ethan? <laughs> yeah, put put me spot, on the spot man. here, huh? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. It's just, it's so hard to win back-to-back races like that. Nothing nothing, nothing against Desi. She's, Obviously not. She's, she's great, but I just don't think it's going to stack up again for her. I feel like the worse the weather is, the better Des will do. So, are, are you calling a Desi win? It depends on if it's if it's raining and it's windy and it's cold. Then I think that is the best for her because I think a lot of foreigners fold under that weather, and I think that Des is the definition of toughness. Wow! So apparently, I don't know what kind of academic calendar you follow at Furman, but you've had <laughs> enough time to, you know, see what's going on in the yeah. professional world of uh, marathon. Yeah, we're good at cramming, you know. Wow. Okay. So. <laughs> Maybe Mr. Aaron Templeton's calling Desi for the win. All right, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens. I think, uh, obviously, there's a, a, a ton of women that have run, you know, well. You know, the, the women's field looks, looks excellent, as usual. Uh, and not to say that the men's field doesn't look good. It's just on, on the American side, it doesn't, doesn't look as uh, strong. We had a couple of American men last week at Rotterdam run and... And that, you know, what wasn't that good on the American side. So um, we'll see what happens um, locally as we transition. Uh, I think we're going to brush over, you know, we always like to try to keep things, uh, you know, 
close by high school stuff, college, professional stuff. Uh, high school, there was a meet last week, um, somewhat locally, Johnson City, and some kids ran well. Arcadia was the big meet. Uh, Chattanooga kid, uh, Cole Bullock, uh, I think he's an all, going to all Miss. Uh, did you have him as a recruit oh, at I don't think so, no. Oh, man. Well, you all missed out. He ran 850 <laughs> yeah. for, for two miles, not 3,200. So he ran 18 meters longer than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, as far as the pro stuff goes, I think the biggest thing was uh, Carl, the Carlsbad 5K. They rearranged IAAF, rearranged 5K. Yep, took out 5K and 10K. Some, something, something weird. So the. Oh, uh, the, the world record in the 5K is a, a blazing 13.29 right now. Smoke and, it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't so, have to yeah, talk about that. Th- that's about it. And then we move on. And so, you know, we kind of will come back to college stuff. And so Aaron's in town this weekend for the Tennessee Relays happening mm-hmm. over at Tom Black Track uh, at the University of Tennessee. And so it looks to be a pretty good meet this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually pretty good in the 800, the 1500. Uh, I think they they've done they've also done away with the ten thousand meters. Yeah. Nobody wants to run the ten k anymore. Apparently not. That's where my you PR know. was. Yeah. Well, you know, blazing thirty one oh five. Smoking, dude. <laughs> well, you know, that'd be good if it were. I don't know, twelve k. But unfortunately, uh, <laughs> it was just ten k. But Aaron joins us uh, fresh off. Was it two weeks ago at Raleigh Relays? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Two weeks. Yep. Uh, you ran twenty-eight, twenty-seven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, obviously, Raleigh. That was yeah. you. You held the world lead for like a second. I don't like know about minute. world lead. I know I had the USA and the NCAA lead for. Well, a who second, would run but... faster over ten thousand meters before you did? I, I have no. I clue. can't imagine there was a ten k anywhere else. Yeah. I think you held the world lead. Well, that'd be pretty pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> put that until, on the resume. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Temporary would... world leader for an hour. In like 90 minutes until they Yeah, off, right, until California. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, not quite your debut. Right. But your first real effort mm-hmm. over 10,000 years. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about it. Well, uh, it was a good day. <laughs> I can't complain. I, uh, like you said, I'd run a couple 10Ks before just at this, the uh, conference meet. Um, pretty controlled efforts, just trying to go for wins. Um, so those ended up being like in the 31 minutes, I believe. Um, so like then, Ethan, like there's yeah, nothing wrong. Like there's Ethan. nothing wrong with yeah, there's, 30, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Right? You know, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, so kind of decided to do um, a 10k early on in the season. Uh, the the plan has been to focus on the 5k this track season, but uh, I think after this one, it may may change uh, everyone's mind. Um, but my coach kind of convinced me by stating the claim of, oh, you're going to do an over-distance race, and that's good for you at the beginning of the season. So I got suckered into it. Finally accepted, uh, accepted my fate of running a 10K on the track, and uh, I think it went pretty well. Well, it sounds like good coaches normally say those sorts of things. Yeah. I've heard myself say that now and again. <laughs> Whether or not the athletes listen, you know, <laughs> remains to be heard. Right. But obviously you did. And uh, so you're here to run a 1500 this weekend at the yep. Tennessee Relays. Absolutely. It sounds like it's going to be paced uh, – Pretty well. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Right. Uh, you own the track record at Hardin Valley for the 3,200. I do. 54. Do you know the points? 
Uh, no clue. No clue. No earthly idea. <laughs> well, so the track record, we, we looked this up. I talked to one Kevin Sullivan today, and he ran 337.57, mm-hmm. um, which is actually pretty quick. Yes. But it's not the track record. Right. 334.97, I think, mm-hmm. is the track record at right. Tom Black. Yeah. Um, that's like a 51, 351 full mile conversion, I believe. That sounds, sounds like around there. Right. Yeah. 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 Who's that? Steve Scott, or one Mr. Steve Scott. Yeah. So, um, Ethan won't be pacing this weekend. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I can, yeah. I might as well go ahead and pack Although the bags, go do, home. We do actually have Steve Scott's uh, biography there right. on, in, in Trooper's Library, if you want to check it out. Yeah, maybe I should read that tonight. Or... Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, so, it's going to be paced. It's going to be pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, not weather-wise, but it sounds like it's going to be pretty good. It mm-hmm. looks like the field's pretty loaded. Absolutely. Um, so you're coming in, you're stepping down a little bit after a 10,000-meter debut, if you want to call it that. Sure. Uh, so what do you got? Obviously, you're coming here to run 1,500. You get to hang out with mom and dad and mm-hmm. you know, see some high school buddies. You got a teammate in here that was pretty good himself. Yep. Uh, <laughs> part of you guys, like, I, I think you like you know, put together your own little 10,000-meter group there at Furman that uh, yeah. was pretty good. Absolutely. Um, he's coming in to pace Frank. Frank Lara is here to pace the 5,000 this yes. weekend. And so, uh, but there's a pacer here for the 1500. So what, what are you looking to do this weekend in the 1500? Tomorrow night? Tomorrow night at... Yeah, 610. At some point, 610. Yeah, 610, I believe, is our start time. Um, I believe we're getting paced at 60 flat pace for 400. So roughly four flat... 342 something. Yeah, 342 ish. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely just trying to go as fast as I can. I think that it's really good competition. Uh, Obviously, Zach Long is a good buddy of mine, so like running against him has been something I've been looking forward to. Uh, but it's looking like it's going to be kind of a Furman, Zach Long, Virginia Tech, Indiana showdown. It does look yeah. that way. You got Ben Veach in there, and <laughs> uh-huh. so you know he's he's he ran pretty well indoors. Absolutely. Obviously, you no competition. You know you're coming off of a fifth place finish, NCAA cross country, right? Uh, and obviously, you know pretty good. You know up and down maybe indoor season obviously mm-hmm. debut you know had a good 10,000 I think Ethan and I were talking this morning about um, you know what do you think you know going back to October November so uh, we were we were kind of wondering if it seemed it seemed like you kind of like made a breakthrough here mm-hmm. you know uh, from from last last season kind of to this season cross country and we were wondering if there's right. any if there's anything that kind of like jumped out at you as something that kind of contributed to that breakthrough. Um, I would say the biggest thing that has changed from my senior year to my fifth year would probably be mental strength. I think uh, I've had really perfect builds. Um, up to championship racing in both track and cross country since the beginning of my senior year, um, but haven't really been able to capitalize. And I think I would blame a lot of that on nerves, actually, which is, uh, I don't know, I, I, it's a little bit embarrassing to talk about, just like folding under that pressure, I think. Um, but I saw a sports psychologist over cross country and just really kind of changed my perspective on a lot of stuff in running. Um, and that has been, I think, the biggest change, but also just stacking weeks upon weeks of consistent work without any hiccups, no injuries, and everything like that has been a huge help, and I think I've finally been able to kind of capitalize and gain that confidence at those big meets. So more the, more the mental game than right. the physical thing. absolutely, yeah, for sure. I think, you know, just like I said, stacking weeks on weeks is definitely something that helps, but 
being able to go into a race and feel confident that I can do something and stay controlled throughout that whole thing has been a massive change. Obviously, being able to prove yourself, you know, um, you know, it's no slouch finishing fifth at NCAA Cross. Um, you know, I think for us that, you know, whether we follow it closely or not, some, you know, to see you run sub twenty eight thirty uh, over ten thousand meters, running twenty nine thirty whatever you ran on a freezing cold uh, Madison Wisconsin day <laughs> yeah. in you know in cross country. You know, there'll, there'll probably be a day when you run under 27.30, and that's, you know, maybe a, down the road. Um, I don't know about that. But, well, you know, hey, you got to compete, right? Yep. So, would, that, would that be the Olympic, Olympic standard now? Or? I think so. Is, what, is, what is it, Frank? I'm not sure. Is it 38? 27.4. 4. Frank knows. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it, it's and that's Frank, Laura, we have, it's, in, it's an interesting evening tonight. We have... A bunch of Furman people here. <laughs> we have two Furman people, and we have a Duke, a Duke University, and it's not Zion Will. You know, <laughs> we have Daniel Getz here tonight, who is uh, a coach at Duke. Uh, he didn't bring his women here, who are running in the fifteen hundred. Uh, I think it's, tom- it's tomorrow, and then they're going to double back on the four by eight. Uh, the four by eight usually been pretty good here uh, in the past. We'll see what happens, uh, you know, on the men's and women's side. But so, if you, gotta... so if you uh, want to come to the meet, I think uh, the relays are on Saturday. Sounds right. Yeah. Right, yeah. and then the uh, the open indi- stuff, individual right? events yeah. are on Friday, starting about three o'clock. When is Ethan gonna be there? <laughs> <laughs> I did it once. <laughs> yeah, that's enough for me. Yes, and it, and it was yeah. and it was well received. I think yeah. we cheered you on. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people out yeah, there. there was a lot I had of the biggest. I had the biggest cheering. Session, I think you did. Sure. Yes, I vaguely recall it. And I didn't get. Admit. I didn't get lapped. <laughs> you did not get lapped. Yeah. <laughs> there was no um, one running twenty eight thirty there either. No, no, oh heavens no. Uh, but you know, the meet looks good this weekend. I think, uh, you know, hopefully it brings back the Tennessee relays. You know, it harkens to their old older days of the sea rays mm-hmm. and the dogwood relays. Um, but it's obviously good to have Aaron in town. Um, you know, I guess, you know, to kind of sum things up without giving too much away, you know, you, you graduate in May. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And so it seems like, you know, a long time ago that you were graduating from Hardin Valley, which <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I somewhat recall, uh, you know, being it there in Murfreesboro, hotter than, hotter than hell, mm-hmm. uh, Murfreesboro. <laughs> And so you're graduating, like, post-collegiate plans? Yeah. I definitely think, uh, without giving too much away, definitely going to be running uh, post-collegiately. Excellent. Um, been talking around, uh, figuring out options, and I think that, you know, that decision will come immediately following NCAAs. Cool. And uh, we'll, see, we'll see where that, that ends think up. Think you might come back to Knoxville? I, I'm you looking, know, I'm looking. I'm looking it, for a new group of training partners. Yeah, I mean, if if, if Coach Brown uh, wants to start up a group, I think I could toss my trust in his direction. We have a group you here know? at the long run every morning at five. We get five thirty in the morning right? yeah. every morning. Yeah. You know, it's I awesome. am a morning person, so that could work out. <laughs> well, obviously, you know, you know, having uh, run under, you know, twenty eight thirty like you have, and uh, all the other credentials, you know couple of times SOCON champ and you know obviously you get a lot of pats on the back for that fifth place finish you know an NCAA cross um have you broken 14 minutes yet 
I have. You have? Yeah. So actually, so two weeks, I think two weeks after NCAA The question was, have you broken? Yes. We don't, yeah. Have you broken 14 yes. minutes? Yes. Yeah. How far into 14 minutes have you run? Uh, six seconds. Six? Okay, that's a good amount yeah, of seconds. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Okay, that's yeah. pretty good. All right. But well, I think I broke 14 in my second 5K of the 10K. Two weeks ago, was your toe popping out of your spike at it, that? It point? was. It yeah, was. that was the second step okay. of the race. We heard. Okay. We heard, we actually talked about you a couple weeks ago. Really? Last, last week. Okay. And, and yeah. we were supposed to Marty, talk about that. Marty. Marty was here, and he said you close in fifty nine. Fifty eight is the official split. Okay. So I'm going to give myself a little bit more credit, but yeah, that's. I think that's the first time I've ever closed and under under sixty that's in my life. Quick. So that's pretty quick. Well, you know. Uh, so obviously, you got you got things to look forward to. Um, and it should be fun, you know, to follow the, you know, when you're, when you debut that marathon, you'll have oh to promise gosh. us that you come back here and talk to okay. Ethan and I. If I ever run a marathon. Yeah. Well, if we're still here. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but obviously, you know, it's good to have Aaron here. Uh, this is our bell lap. Okay. We have a bell lap. Okay. You know, we kind of follow, you know, the procedures of a normal race, mm-hmm. you know, in case you hadn't figured that yeah, one yeah. out yet. And so... You know, we're sitting here at the Bliss Corner at Trooper's Library, and we talk about a book. And so our book that, you know, Ethan brought to my attention, which I've actually read the book. <laughs> on like first previous time, weeks. First time for everything. Yes, I know. Duel in the Sun by John Brandt, which is obviously the story of Alberto Salazar and Dick Beardsley. Um, you know, unarguably America's greatest marathon that day, 1982. I was two years old. I don't remember the... Remember how, how... I wasn't even a thought. You weren't even a thought. Yeah. You, <laughs> Ethan was born in 1983. So I wasn't even there yet. <laughs> what can anybody say about this book? Uh, let's see here. Well, I haven't read the book. What can you say I, about the race? Well, you, know, you just, let, you just let, watched, Aaron, you just watched the end of the yeah, race. Yeah. I've you seen watched, the end of the race. It's, it's very impressive. To, to be running you know, 70 degrees for 26.2 is pretty tough. I think it was um, 74 degrees, actually. Yeah, right. So that's, that's hard. That's, that's going to add up. I know the most I know about it is Dick Beardsley talked to the NCAA, uh, I guess pre cross country national banquet my junior year I believe it was, um, and he just kind of told us the story about that race. And I think the thing that I found the most fascinating is that he says that he had a cramp with like 600 to go or something, and then happened to like step in a pothole and it like fixed it. And that just kind of blew me away. I just don't I, don't, I don't know how that worked physiologically, but, you know, if that happens, great. So be it. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, you know, it's a, it's a, it really is a fascinating, it's an inspirational book. And the, and the story behind it, where these two guys met at the starting line. And when the race was finished, when, should we give it away? Who won? I think uh, you can give yeah. it away, yeah. Al, I mean, <laughs> without with Salazar winning and Dick Beardsley coming in second. But, you know. but, but the, the crazy, I mean, Salazar being, I mean, he was, he was Alberto Salazar. He was, a right. big, he was a big guy at the time. He had just come off. I think uh, he broke the American record in the 10K like 10 days previous. 10 days before. And was, was just off the world record. And everyone knew who he was. And, and Dick Beardsley was some nobody from Minnesota. Yeah. And he pushed him and pushed him and pushed him and pushed him. That was and, Alberto's first and only Boston Marathon that he ran and won. And and if you re, if you read the book, you'll find out it's it's actually kind of a sad story that for both of them, 
they kind of pushed themselves to the limit and beyond the limit. And mm-hmm. after that, neither of them really had any any good races left after that. It was that was kind of their swan song for both of them. Yeah, it really was. You know, uh, I looked up something today, so I can't even claim it as you know off the top of my head. Obviously, Alberto Salazar was a world record holder, you know, in the marathon. Um, whatever he ran, 208.17 or something like that. Dick Beardsley, in his first marathon, ran 247.15. And so when you think about it, some, you know, probably or 20 or 30 marathons later, he's contending for a win at the 1982 Boston Marathon. He probably, you know, he ran some you know, little, little janky marathons along the way, 230, 228, 226, so on and so forth. So to have, you know, it come down to Dick Beardsley and Alberto Salazar, and, you know, and I think, you know, if you obviously read the book, uh, it kind of follows each of their paths along the way. You know, Alberto, this guy that, you know, he is Alberto Salazar, you know. And so he coached, He has coached and continues to coach some of the best athletes, you know, in the world. And so um, he, you know, whether he overlooked or just, you know, it wasn't Rod DiCostella, it wasn't Seiko, and it was just, you know, this other guy that was in the in the race. And you know, the fact that. Obviously, the duel in the sun is is it's a kind of a double meaning. I mean, they were lit, literally they ran in each other's pocket the entire time, and so I think when you look at what you know how it transpired in, that it's seventy five degrees, you couldn't run in seventy five degrees. Oh, I wouldn't you know? make it. I wouldn't you, make it ten miles. Yeah, you probably not even make it ten minutes. <laughs> um, and so it, it's a really fascinating story, and obviously the you know they went different ways, and there's a variety of interviews that you can see with the two of them together and separately. Uh, Aaron may or may not have uh, his opportunity one day to run at the Boston Marathon, but it's a really it's an interesting book. I think uh, you know it's definitely it, it should be on everybody's you know. And if, and if you want to read it, it's available here at Trooper's Library. Uh, just come by and check it out and and read it and see what you think about it. I think, yeah. Um, you know, we covered a lot today. This is a good one. Yeah, this is a good one. I feel like we were on, yeah, we were, we were on point today. Uh, we'd like to thank Patrick Teasdale, who was uh, gracious enough to provide pizza and beverages from Third Creek Coffee. Stop by Third Creek Coffee for some coffee and uh, breakfast burrito after your run. There's a lot going on here at the long run. Y'all got a full slate of uh, between runs and oh, yeah, yoga. We got, we got runs every pretty much every weekday morning at 5.30 if you want to get up early. And Saturdays <laughs> we're going at 9. Um, and then... Throughout the week, we've got yoga and strength training, um, so, so check out our Facebook, and we have a listing of everything that's available. I think after that, like, you know, you walk down the street, grab a cup of coffee, and a, you know, happy burrito. Uh, it seems like a win-win to me. It's like half your day right there. <laughs> you know, and after that, you know, what else, what, what else is left? Uh, you know, so good to have Aaron Templeton here. 
check him out at T2 Templeton. Yeah. Seems like a tongue twister. Yeah. Um, but it's a bit of a story. A bit of a story. Well, maybe that's maybe not, yeah, next, maybe, next, maybe time. next time. Right? Next time. Yeah. Uh, but it's good to uh, good good to have Aaron here, and we thank Patrick uh, for his contribution. Uh, we're not sure how going to raffle coffee off, but we'll figure it out. Um, I guess we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Awesome.